Yeah, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast. Sponsored today by Rude Boy Fitness. Welcome to Rude Boy Fitness where you can get fit and healthy to have a positive mind and a positive attitude. At Rude Boy Fitness, they bring to the table that you don't have to use any weights to achieve the body that you desire. They believe that all you need is all body work, baby, and you don't have to use the gym at this time and age to build a lean and sculpted body. All you need is all body work that you can do, like push-ups, burpees, pull-ups, dips, and many more explosive exercises to get you in the best shape of your life. For more information, subscribe today to the Rude Boys Fitness channel on YouTube and be a part of their Rude Boy family on Instagram by clicking the link in the bio. True Rude Boy Fitness is here. Let's get fit. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast. Yes. Happy hump day. Happy Wednesday. We are back. I am your host, Terrence Hutchinson. Uh, we at the Old Robinson Public Relations and Media Group Studio. Happy hump day. Happy Wednesday. Oh, man. Let's just take a, a heavy sigh right quick. Deep breaths. There's a lot going on, man. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Oh, God. What? You know, despite everything, we are still here. Now, first of all, nature is still doing what it's doing. I sat outside on the patio a little bit. I actually took a nap outside on the patio. It wasn't playing. The birds were chirping. It was a nice breeze out. I had a nice uh, breakfast. And my feet went up, and I was like, you know what? All right, I just laid out. So one thing I realized, like, nature is still doing what it's doing. You know, especially here in Atlanta, the sun is shining. There's a light breeze out. The birds are chirping. The squirrels is running around. Butterflies. The flowers are blooming. And I said, you know what? We, 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 I think as humans that we have to readjust right now, you know. And I felt so relaxed in the spite of a chaotic world. Now, I said that because... You have to find time to um, decompress, relax, and do a brain dump, detoxify your mind, detoxify your body, detoxify your emotions. Okay, so you got to time, time to turn things off and make sure that you can reconnect with your, with, uh, with your uh, natural side or with nature. Uh, become one with the source of the universe because if you do not know how to do those things then your life is going to you know you're just going to drive yourself into a ditch um so many things are going on right now and we understand you know so many different elephants in the room right now COVID-19 then we got the protest and the rioting going on and you know you got leadership who's abandoned their post pretty much you know, so the world is, you know, well, this country is pretty much running amok right now, you know. And for us as African-Americans, especially as, as African-American male, it's troublesome, you know. But at the end of the day, I get it. I know what's going on. And um, we got to we got to 
we got to do it because enough is enough and we have to take a stance you know and uh, we really have to pay attention to what's real going on and we have to you know make sure that we um, become more vigilant for our goals for our needs you know our ancestors I can I woke up this morning to be honest with you I really felt the presence the spirit of our ancestors I felt that I was like I chilled I was like whoa you know so I woke up I was like okay man you know you gotta get up so uh, I'm not out there protesting as of yet you know but I want to letting my voice, this is what this podcast is about, and then I want to um, partner up with different programs and, and really have my voice on my platform be more structured versus just being out there. So it's important for me that I strategize in a way that's going to, you know, I can lend my platform to a helping hand that reach the masses versus just being out, you know. So I get both and it's time for me to get off the couch. Because, you know, a lot of people, we're not off the couch yet. So when it's time for, you know, for us to get off the couch, we're going to get off the couch. So anyway, you know, shout out to our sponsors. Shout out to our advertisers, our listeners, everybody who's sharing the content. Like I said, we can't do this without you. We don't want to do this without you. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the shares. Thank you for, you know, really sharing the content because we bring on so many great thought leaders, so many uh, doctors and therapists and, you know, police officers, nurses, any type of clinical professional, we bring them on so they can shed light on a lot of things that's going on uh, in your professional life, whether it's in your business, your entrepreneur, or you have a busy career, or maybe just in your personal life, or a combination of both. Uh, you never know who you're going to have on the show. Everybody who, who has been on the show has really increased uh, my quality of living, my uh, my activities of daily living, I've learned so much during this quarantine process. Now, you got to remember, we still are in quarantine now, you know. <laughs> Judging from the pictures and the videos, you would think that we're not in quarantine and we still have to practice uh, six feet distancing. But, you know, we still still got to practice these things while we're out. And I know it's challenging, but, you know, got to do that. So um, during this quarantine process, I was able to, where I am able to connect with so many thought leaders and so many people from all over the country and all over the world to come onto the podcast to share their wisdom, their knowledge, their experience, their expertise, experts in their field on different subjects, uh, you know, to really, really give you that aha moment that you can use to strategize and increase your quality of living. Uh, uh, attract more abundance in your life, whether it's uh, financially, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, physically, whatever the case case may be. Um, so, you know, with all that being said, I got a, a, another wonderful uh, uh, doctor here. I'm going to read her, her bio, and then we're going to get into it. Um, her name is Dr. Cassandra M. Parks, owner of Let's Learn Love, LLC, as a certified relationship, dating, and intimacy coach and sexual educator. On top of all of that, she's an ambassador for the American Sexual Health Association and the Sexual Health Alliance. Dr. Parks, in the past, was affiliate of the um, IOC, the Institute of Coaches through McLean Hospital, which is a part of Harvard University. She believes learn what you need 
and be unapologetic for it. I like that. Let's learn love mission to empower people all over the world to create fun and healthy relationships, dating and intimacy through correct information and techniques. She has been featured on CNN, Voyage ATL, The Style with Trish TV, a TV show on, um, what's that? Uh, ATV.com. I hope I mentioned that right. And has been featured panelists on the uh, Bet Her 2009 Black Women's Expo in Atlanta and is a staple on the Style with Trish show and uh, ATV. I'm, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. Um, she's also the mother of two boys, Michael and Tristan. Dr. Parks, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be on here today. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking time out of your productive schedule to come in on the show. Thank you so much. You know, I ran across uh, you on LinkedIn, and I said, you know what? Let me reach out. And uh, to be honest with you, this is the first time I ever had um, a relationship coach or doctor such as yourself on a podcast. So, you know, I'm trying to, you know, uh, switch it up a little bit. So, <laughs> so you are the first one. And it's important to me because I read an uh, article coming out of London, maybe like, you know, um, maybe the fourth week of quarantine. They were saying that you know, people are quarantined together in relationships and maybe somebody, maybe a spouse or a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, they're not quite getting along or they realize that they don't really like each other that much because they're quarantined. And then there's a lot of um, domestic violence going on or domestic violence in the UK pretty much went from 2% to probably like 14%. And I was, I was like, man, that is crazy. And then, um, I, I, I ran across your profile LinkedIn and immediately I said, let me, let me reach out to her, you know, and to talk to her a little bit about that. So as in your practice, in your scope of practice with COVID-19, you know, the pandemic and everything like that, quarantine, are you seeing more relationships growing, a positive uh, growth in relationships? I like to talk about the positivity and things and not the negative things. So, are you seeing any positive growth in relationships? Yes, yes, I am. It this has been, if you utilize it, it it has been a a great thing. Um, of course, I'm not talking about uh, you know the the tragedy that has happened with many people that have lost their lives, but it has had a chance for others to slow down, reconnect with their family. Um, try to understand what life is really about. And, you know, it, it's the dichotomy of both, you know, seeing everything that's in the news and, you know, you being there with your family. It makes you appreciate your family and your friends more. So um, I have seen an increase of, you know, more um, loving type relationships. And you know, I speak on all types of relationships, you know, that. Um, parental, that is with a partner, that is with your children, and it also work relationships. So, 
a lot of relationships have strengthened because of the the COVID and the quarantine, which is a good thing because we were losing that a lot. You know, we were so busy. We were always out. We was doing other things and we didn't stop to focus on our family. So it did bring the family focus back a little. Yeah, I, I, you know, I really agree with that because we are able to, you know, calm down, switch from fifth gear to third to second a little bit and really slow it down uh, because of the quarantine process, you know, and reconnect with ourselves also and have that, that, that loving relationship with ourselves. Because you mentioned something about being at work all the time, you know, a lot of times we lose ourselves in the mix, in the grind. And then, you know, our cortisol levels, you know, spike up, it gets stressed, you know, and then uh, now that you're home, you're able to, you know, reconnect, work from home, spend more time with family members, uh, work remotely, and really, really have a self-discovery with yourself and have a relationship with yourself. You know, uh, me, myself, I've learned how to, you know, do that and try to become a better person even in my own personal relationship, you know, it has, it has its moments, doctor, I'll be honest with you, <laughs> you know, yeah. it has its ups and downs now, but for the, for the most part of it, you know, it, it's doing pretty good right now. So let's talk about, um, work relationships, you know, once again, quarantine, uh, COVID-19, yeah. you know, I, I had some clients who never liked their career. They had high power jobs, and always complain about co-workers sabotaging their contribution to the workplace, uh, nagging bars, meetings, deadlines, phone calls. Now that they're quarantined working from home, they're saying they miss all of it. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, you miss the, the, the normalness of it. You know, that was your norm of everything. And, you know, quite frankly, it's going to be a new norm on things. So, unfortunately, but, you know, that, that's what they miss. They miss the, the going into work, the, the hustle and bustle. A lot of people, after they, you know, had their break, quote unquote, you know, was at home, they're getting restless again. They're wanting to go back to their old lives, but they must realize that life, life is not going to be the same anymore. So that, you know, missing your coworkers is something because it's people that you you have seen on a daily basis and when you extract them from your life, especially, you know, for the the three to four months that we have been doing quarantine, it can be a little traumatic for people. So, you know, um that is something that is very true. You can start missing your coworkers. But, you know, I would always recommend um, you know, going on whatever medium that your your office uses, um, you know, just send them a message if you really miss somebody that you was working with. Um, if you are personal friends with them outside of the job, you know, give them a text message, give them a call, set up a time for a video chat, you know, um, just things like that to make it the transition a little bit smoother until you do see them in person. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, um, most most people I've noticed they're doing more Zoom meetings than everything right now, than anything right now. Right. Yeah. And right. It, it's, and it's like, oh, I got another Zoom meeting. You know, it's like they get they also they <laughs> getting tired of that pretty much. You know, that is crazy. So, how has COVID nineteen positively impacted your practice? 
positively, it has been great because uh, just case in point, you know, people like you reaching out to me and having me on their podcast and their Zooms, which I really appreciate because I, I get to help people go through this. You know, a lot of times relationships, as you were stating earlier, are a little strained. I get to tell people information that can help them. I get to tell people information that, you know, that they really wanted to know. It's, it's a lot of times where people to, you know, just investigate themselves, relationships, dating, intimacy. So it gives them a whole opportunity to, you know, just be still a moment and kind of focus on new things that they're interested in. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, I, I think a lot of people who I've uh, talked with on this podcast interview, they said it surprisingly was a blessing. You know, a lot of people are very high successful they're high performers and they do a lot of things on a on a global scale on a global uh, right. state and they said man you know it, it, it got so it got so good in the spite of the brokenness of it I, I had to hire more people to help me and right. he almost the one guy said he almost felt bad <laughs> because so many 30 60 million people lost their jobs and, you know 40 million people apply for unemployment insurance but this guy you know he hit the ground running because of it you know and um right. he said it just it, just, it, it helped out so you know basically people high performers that say hey this is an opportunity uh let me pop the hood let me change the oil let me rotate the tires let me you know change the filter and then to see how far we can take it um because mm-hmm. right now we're like i don't know Three months into quarantine, COVID nineteen, and yes. people are really on edge now even more because of you know uh, Mr. Floyd death, you know the, 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 the picket, the protesting, and rioting and stuff like that. And yes. I've seen in the midst of things that relationships are being built, or it's really being uh, reconnected through it all. And what are you seeing, you know, from a professional standpoint and a, and, a, and a personal standpoint from your eyes as a doctor or as a mother or as a mother? Because it's interesting for me to get a perspective on uh, uh, thought leaders and leaders like yourself who see things in, in a different eye. What are your thoughts? What are you seeing? Well, I, I'm... I'm terribly, terribly devastated about what happened to Mr. Floyd. And not only Mr. Floyd, um, you know, the the two people that um, um, unfortunately were murdered in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, You know, we can go back to Trayvon Martin. We can go back to Sean Bell. You know, this unfortunately has been happening in the black community for a long time. And I think the whole culmination of People being cooped up with COVID, um, you know, just the unrest that is going on with these murders and just, you know, the whole general atmosphere of everything with Trump that was going on. I think it was just the perfect storm for people to use their voice. And when they use their voice, it started changing. Um, I know personally, 
I have had um, some friends that are not of the black persuasion reach out to me and, you know, they apologize. And um, one was yesterday and she was like, I did not realize that racism was this widespread. And unfortunately with the violence that, you know, I I don't condone the violence that is going on with the protesters. Um, I do believe in protesting because it did get our voice heard. Um, But, you know, I think that it it, is a wake up call for a lot of people in America um, of, of every race. And I think that's the good thing that came out of this. I'm sorry it had to come from a tragedy, but I think that it's finally being discussed and it's finally being heard. So hopefully we can have frank and open discussions about race and, and, and um, you know, the brutality of the police departments and the corruption of the police departments. And hopefully we can, you know, just come on some solid ground because me as a mother, um, I'm a mother of, of two black boys, and it is rough for me. You know, um, I, I, I had, quote unquote, pray a little different because I do have two black young males. So I'm right. trying to make the world a better place for them. I'm trying to make the world a better place for everybody. So those are my professional, personal, and <laughs> my mother views on everything that's going on. Yeah. And that's awesome, man, because uh, I, I spoke with the lady out of New England yesterday. She was on the show, and she's uh, Caucasian, and um, she's a psychic medium. And she was like, she, you know, she's an ally, you know. And she quickly mm-hmm. said that, you know, um, and that's cool. It's a, it's a lot of people who are becoming allies, and they stand on the front lines with this whole thing. Right. And it's a, it's a great thing to see. Um, I do see, um, I see so many stuff. And sometimes I just have to turn off the news. I turn off my smartphone and everything like right. that. But um, when I get gas on, you know, people have things that they want to say, you know. And, you know, she's more like she's an ally. She's supported. Racism has to be, you know, uh, you know, pretty much eradicated, just out the way, you know. But she also feels that. You know, it's going to be a minute because there's always going to be those pockets. Like, people are waiting on something to happen when they can just come out and then explore it a little right. bit more, fan the flames, you know. And I'm, I'm seeing uh, photographs from, from from this administration compared to the last administration. And it's night and day. It's just like, oh, my God, this, this you know, how, you know, they're using the Bible for a prop in front of the church. And it's just... It just really goes. It yeah. goes to you know. I'm like this. He's. I think he's just stirring at more things, and people are going to get agitated even more, and it's going to be more protesting. I mean, not just in this country though. You, you think about it. You know, it's just all over the world. People are protesting, right. and it's just it's it's just a beautiful thing, and and the support and stuff coming, like, and people are just really putting their differences to the side. And said, "Look, enough is enough. This, you know, you can't. It, I mean, on 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 film, you, you know, you, you just got your knee on a guy's neck. Like you, you relax with it. Like you did this before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right? That's a, you know, <laughs> like you really comfortable right. like that. You know, and that really threw a lot of people off, especially with me." And um, being in being in a great relationship myself with with um, 
with my with my fiance it's like she can tell that um it affected me you know so i had to go someplace and just sit quietly for a couple of days because i was so it's just so many mixed emotions doctor you know it's just you know frustrated i'm angry i'm i'm pissed you know you know i should go down there and just you know and i was like nah you just need to sit here for a minute you know just so many things going on and then you know and then the, and the crazy part about it is like i i'm not as i want you to be as cuddly or friendly or as intimate you know those type of things because my mind is all over the place you know, so right. do you do you do you feel like you know sometimes it changes uh, this pandemic or this protest changes the dynamics of the um, of of people in relationships emotionally and um, psychologically because people are withdrawn from their partners too. Yes, and you know that that's one of the things that is unfortunate with this you know if you're dating and do not live with your partner or partners um it it can be a trying time because you're not around them you're not used you know since you're used to seeing them on a you know daily basis it or you know however frequent that you do visit it can be a lot um you know the same thing i was saying about your co-workers that you may have at work you may want to do the same things with your significant other. Um, you know, make make scheduled calls, uh, you know, video chatting, um, you know, texting. You're, you're going to have to, quote unquote, pick up the pace, you know, as far as making ways to see them and, and interact with them. You know, I tell people all the time to, you know, set a date, um, a, a date and a time where you can video chat and eat. You know, maybe you order something from y'all's favorite restaurant, they order something from the, their favorite restaurant, and you all sit there and eat together like you're on a date. You can still date effectively. You can still have conversation. It's just not physical. And now that the, the um, restrictions are not so much lax, but, you know, they're a little bit more open, go and visit, you know, make sure that you're doing your proper, you have your proper PPEs on to visit, you know, however, or, you know, make sure that nobody has a temperature. Um, if you've been, you know, by yourself for more than 14 days and you don't have a temperature, a fever or any symptoms, you know, go around uh, and make a date. You know, there there's places opening up. You know, just do it safely. But there are still ways that you can effectively grow your relationship um, with your significant other during these times. Yeah, I was. My next question was about to ask you about the dating concept right now. You know, and then you answer yes. that by, you know. But wouldn't that be kind of challenging, though? I, I, you know, to be honest with you, I think that would drive me crazy if I had, if I was dating somebody and I'm like, okay. <laughs> It's it's yeah. kind of like it's it's really not the same because I'm used to touch, I'm used to caressing and you know what I'm saying cuddling. You know, it just it's just not the same. You know, right? And and that's understandable. You know, it is not the same, and things are totally different now. But um, again, you just have to be creative. You know, 
uh, like I was stating earlier, if you um, are taking all the proper precautions, I um, I, <laughs> I was telling people different ways that they can be intimate with their partners um, in during COVID. You know, if you're concerned about the breathing and the the moisture and things like that, so there are different ways that you can get around stuff. Um, if you're interested, please contact me and we can talk about it. But you know, there there's there's ways that you can effectively date and in the COVID. Yeah, I think I think um, people need to contact you more because I know so many people who were physically seeing each other then, but they don't live together. Or and then you know the quarantine hit and it, it became a super challenge for them. And they couldn't really see each other, and they couldn't do the, the um, six feet thing. You know, you know that became a challenge. And you know, the guy, you know, I I work with him, and I said, you know, you 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 really need to find ways to make it work because he was like, you know, he wants to be intimate, and you know, and she's more like, no sir, <laughs> you know, yeah. and keep shutting yeah. him down. He's like, this ain't gonna work. I said, man, these are different times. I mean, if you really love her and she loves you, you're going to have to let that male ego go and find a way to try to make that work. You can't just because you're not physically together. That's not mean right. that the relationship is, is, is. So that means that you didn't care. You didn't love her in the first beginning. These are trying times. Right. You know, right. And, and and vice versa, too. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing females who may not have been a high influx in hormones and then all of a sudden they feel like hey i need to i need my guy or whatever whatever and then they can't do it right. so it's just a combination of things you know it's just it's just crazy right now so are you are you getting a lot of um concerns and questions from people who are in relationships looking for help or people just going at it when they have a chance to get um i'm i'm getting both you know i i do i get both um there are people that don't understand um, just proper sex, um, safe sex rules in general. So combining that with COVID, it, it's just really astounding to them. So they're trying to find out new ways and they're trying to find out all the new information as far as, you know, what carries COVID, what um, bodily fluids carry um, COVID, what doesn't, what can be done, what doesn't, you know. And it, it's just, a, it's not really a lot, but it's just a lot of basic rules and they are seeking information, so they are reaching out to me as far as that, um, yeah. especially with some of the little things that I post um, on my social media pages for the company. And they have yeah. questions, and they are reaching out. So that is a good thing. You know, I tell people all the time, if you have a question, whether it's any type of relationship, um, dating, intimacy. I am also a hypnotist. I also am, quote unquote, a general life coach. So a lot of things are going on and people are just trying to get themselves better in all fronts. And I'm I'm here to answer questions. Yeah, I, I think that um, you're doing a great job in the community and on a global stage because these are uncharted territories, unprecedented times, and people are very connected with their loved ones 
or even if uh, a partner, or boyfriend, girlfriend they haven't seen or haven't been intimate with in since quarantine. So they, you know, they they desire one another, but they don't want to take the risk. They know it's a health risk, and so I right. think if they can, if they reach out to you, you can shed some light on creative ways of how or when yes. you know what to check for. I I think people are so they want it now they don't want to read you know they want things that the answers to be there but i think that they need to pay attention to uh more than you know what they've seen and then connect with a doctor such as yourself who is experienced in the field to really help them live a healthier lifestyle because this covid you know you're talking about a hundred what a hundred thousand people are no longer here and right now yeah, it's, it's very, it's, you know, it's so heartbreaking. And I think we did a terrible job with, with you know, getting a handle on a terrible job. And uh, yeah. it's a whole different ball game. And then, you know, people are, people lost loved ones and they're still grieving and they were not able to go visit them in the hospital. And I read a report. In New York City, uh, Marshall was putting bodies in the back of a U-Haul van, you know, and it's like, uh, you know, it's just, it's, just a, it's just crazy right now. So people are dealing with grief. People are dealing with frustration, angry, angriness, irritability, fear, you know, the whole nine, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, we still got to, you know, you know learn how to love one and I think people are so frustrated right now so let's let's talk about what you said about let's uh, learn love I mean what's what's your message behind that your mission statement behind that because do you feel like people don't really know what it is or they don't know um, the love languages they don't know how to deal with it I mean what's your take on that what, how do you stand on that well my mission statement of course is um about love it, and it's you know to empower people all over the world to create fun and healthy relationships through dating relationships through dating intimacy and learning through correct information and techniques what that means in a nutshell is we need to learn how to love um a lot of times we are introduced to love and that comes from like birth with um you know being raised by either your parents, a family member, a loved one. And we learn love a little from that. Love is a, um, people always ask me, is love an action? Is it a verb? It's all of it. And what we have to understand is we are not taught how to love. We have to learn how to love. That's the name, let's learn love. Um, we do get examples of love, again, you know, from birth, you know, um, one of the things about babies is they need to be touched. So that that's the act of love. Um, you know, getting fed, education, all that is learning love because that is um, love that we learn from our, our family. Then it goes to love of, from our friends, which are, you know, the relationships that you have, your best friends, uh, or, you know, the the childhood friends that we have we learn love from them that comes around you know sharing information that is something as simple as t 
teaching your friend how to put the chain on the bike. That is love because you have to want to do that and, and show them to make them a better person. It, so, you know, it just spirals. But unless you have good role models in place for love, you don't know what love is. So sometimes we need to learn how to effectively talk to people. We need to learn how to effectively um, deal with people according to their love language. Now, not to take anything away from, you know, people's love languages, but I, I feel like when it comes to love languages, we all have a mixture of all of them. Um, we may have a little bit more than the other, but that's why I don't really talk about love languages because we all kind of want all of them. So we need to learn how to deal with all of them. So, you know, um, just like one of them is touch. You know, some people feel like their, their love language is touch. Well, we all want to be touched at one point in time. Or, you know, we all like gifts or we all like affirmations and, you know, um, yeah. someone telling us that they love us. So it, it's a mixture. And I really kind of teach all of that in, encompassed in learning love. So yeah. it. <laughs> It's just a, a lot that goes with that. But that's the main reason why I, I teach love. Because, again, there's all different types of love. There's all different types of relationships. And I just want people to effectively know how to deal with each one. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because uh, the last two years, I just learned what my love language was. And it, it was all about touch. Mm -hmm. And it's all about um, gifts, you know, I don't, I don't really, I figure out, I don't need the, oh, I love you all the time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't care for that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, my relationship now was the only one I've ever been in that actually introduced me to the love language. Everything else is like, it wasn't no, you know, we were just together, it was no love thing, you know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. like when you said, everything that you're saying right now about let's learn love i had to learn that because a lot of things that i you know i know about love and sex and intimacy and all that stuff like that but i'm really getting into it now because mm -hmm. i'm trying to slow my life down and um mm -hmm. so yeah and, and when you say learning how to talk without one another my thing is learning how to be an active listener you know that's you know it's like okay if you say a few trigger words and I, all of a sudden I, I'm blanking out like I'm not hearing a word you say but now I'm learning how to sit quietly and be an active listener and you know um, let her speak first and mm -hmm. no interruptions unfiltered <laughs> you know no interruption you know and then I'll respond or vice versa and I had to learn that in this relationship because you know I was always like I'm not trying to hear, you know, and I don't know if it's a, it a combination because I was divorced for 15 years now, you know, that was rough, you know, it's just a combination of things. I was like, oh, you got to sit back and you got to listen to what she's saying. You know, I got friends. I'm going to ask you a simple question. I got friends that says, man, why my wife always going crazy? She always tripping on me. And I'd be like, look. She's trying to tell you something. You're just not listening. Do you find that some men or maybe some women in relationships 
feel like, you know, all my my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my spouse is always nagging me, I'm always tripping, always got something to say about something. Do you feel like there's a message there in the, in, in the quote-unquote nagging, or you feel like people are trying to tell you some concerns, what they're feeling that you may be overlooking and neglecting in them? Um, it, it could be a combination of everything. Um, some people, unfortunately, complain just to complain. <laughs> and, you know, they, that, I, I'm so serious, unfortunately. That's just their nature. You know, they just complain about everything. Nothing is ever to their, their liking, to their specifications. And then there's people that are really, you know, trying to get a message to you because of something that you're doing. Now, my grandmother told me something a long time ago, even before I even remotely thought about doing this. And she said, if you keep complaining about something, about everything, then when it comes time for something to really be changed, the person is not going to listen to you. So, it, uh, you know, essentially she was saying, pick your battles on what you want to complain about. And I've always carried that with me because when you think about it, if you're just, quote unquote, giving people a piece of your mind all the time, you're going to be left with none. You know, (laughs) it's, yeah, it's it's to the point where, you know, just be specific on the things that, that are very important to you and that need to be talked about, especially when it comes to relationships. Um, You know, there's things that your partner does or doesn't do, and you need to understand that's them. And are you, you know, willing to deal with it? Is it a deal breaker? And that's the one thing that I want people to understand is deal breaking things. If they do not set boundaries in the beginning of a relationship and discuss these matters, then nobody knows what their boundaries are. And unfortunately, that's one of the biggest issues with relationships to this day, in this day and time anyway, is because people do not effectively communicate their wants, their needs in the beginning of a relationship. They're too busy um, being starry-eyed or um, they love the, the fact that somebody is interested in them but they're not doing the background work that they need to do. And that's one of the reasons why the divorce rate is so high, because they just go in so blindly. And I tell people all the time, too, that there's red flags that have happened previously before you either get to the altar, get engaged, or, you know, get into serious relationships. And you have to realize if that's going to be a deal breaker for you for your boundaries and did you express your boundaries in the beginning of the relationship uh, a lot of people are putting you know best face forward because they don't want to say anything they just want companionship now there is a a an ex- not really an exact time but you know you have to have some leeway to learn the person, but it shouldn't be too much leeway before you start discussing boundaries, especially if you see this person that you might have a future with them. Um, there's things that need to be discussed. There's things that need to be understood. There's need. There needed. There's questions that need to be had. You know, children, finances. 
Um, now, I will say this. The thing with finances um, is very, I, I tell women especially, you know, it's okay to inquire about what a gentleman does or even males for that matter too. It's okay to inquire what a, a person does, but unless you're trying to see this person for the long haul in a relationship, what they earn and where they work and things of that nature are not your concern at that point. Mm, uh, that that is a that is a big turnoff, and I hear that a lot. Uh, well, she wanted to know how much money I made. Mm-hmm. That is all well and good that you want to know what a person makes but unless you're in a committed relationship with them that is going further that's really not your concern at that point in time so that's just one of the major tips that I do have when it comes to dating don't be rude and ask how much a person makes or wonder what they make Um, if you feel like that they are quote unquote out of your league then you know don't don't deal with them um don't don't even go down that road you know you can continue to be friends but um unless you're planning on having a serious relationship with them that information doesn't really need to be shared and that can save you a lot of heartache and trouble too because there are situations where Um, A guy or a girl have been dating for a short amount of time and they show up at their job when somebody tries to break it off. Well, if you were just casually dating and it was not a serious relationship, then they shouldn't know where you work. Hmm. That's just one little tidbit that I'll throw in there. And that happens to me a lot. That, That is a question that I get a lot. And I get a lot of clients that have conflict um, at different jobs. And that was the one thing that I always tell them. That's not their concern where you work right now if it wasn't a serious relationship. If it was, quote, unquote, a situationship or, you know, you were just early in dating, that's none of their business. And that's a a top mistake that people make. Okay, yeah, I, I, that's a common thing. I mean, I, people ask me, you know, what type of work you do? I think that's a common question that people ask when they're trying to get to know one another, though. Don't you think? Right. Yeah, well, what do you... There's a difference between asking, you know, what do you do versus, you know, where is your job? You know, people yeah. have a tendency of oversharing at the beginning of a relationship. And or um, dating, I shouldn't say a relationship. They they overshare when they're dating, um, newly dating. And you have to know what the person's mental state is, um, where they feel that they're trying to go with the relationship. And um, this also is a good time to find out, you know, are they working on themselves? If so, what are they working on themselves? Because if you have been in a previous relationship and you have worked on yourself, you're be more willing to tell other people, you know, I was in a relationship, you know, but I'm working, I worked on myself a little bit. That's a good sign. If you don't hear, if you hear somebody that just came out of a relationship and they're looking for a new relationship and there has not been a a period of time where they either adjusted, said something about adjusting 
or, you know, working on themselves, that can be a red flag as well because that means that they rush from relationship to relationship without finding out why the last one failed. So there's there's a lot of things that people say that you can really listen to when it comes to that. Now you you said you said ooh Dr. Parsi said a lot of things. I got so many questions. Hold on now. So when you meet somebody, it's the it's you know it's the it's the court period. It's the representatives out front. You wanna you know you you do overshare. Yeah, you know I do this. I work over there. I think people unknowingly tell everybody or tell that person right. who they're trying to know. Okay, this is where I work. Da, 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 da. Then next me, you know, three months, six months down the line, it doesn't work out right, and then one person wanna fail mm-hmm. harder than the other person. And then most of the time now. Most relationships start in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Right. So now that's the problem. Being there, I, would always, I, I have had workplace relationships, and it's not really smooth going sometimes. You know, no, it, no. it can be um, very detrimental, especially where you earn your money and the way that jobs are now, you must really, really think about that. Is it worth compromising your job for that relationship in certain instances? Because that makes it rough. It does. It makes it rough, you know, and people don't realize that. And I, again, I have had um, a workplace romance and it was difficult it it was it was hard you know it really was and um actually my child um was my oldest child was a result of that and it, it it got to be very strange very difficult to do so i would always take people um and tell them really think about it really think about it there's an old adage, you know, you don't want to um, eat where you lay, you know. Right. So it, it it it's it can be difficult. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it can be difficult. And with those type of relationships, you must have strong boundaries. You must have strong boundaries, and those boundaries need to be discussed at the very beginning if you are even considering on dating a coworker. Yeah, I've I've been in situations where I, you know, I was younger. I dated my boss, you know, and um, she she was cool at one point, but you know, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, it got weird. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I couldn't yeah. do anything about it. I said, we can't see each other more. And you know, we 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 were reprimanded in, in HR behind it, and it was you know they got on her more because she was my director. And, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'll be honest with you, doctor, probably, but a lot of situationships I use your work that I've been in over the past started in the workplace. Mm-hmm. It, uh, so many of them I had started in the workplace, you know, and, um, it was over time. I'm like, man, it's a, it, it, it began to be a problem because I was very uncommitted, 
you know, we were just friends, you know, and people knew. Mm-hmm. And then some people didn't deal with it, you know, properly. And then another thing, um, you, you mentioned something about mental health. Now, see, that struck me when you said that, yeah. too, because, oh, Lord Jesus, you just don't mm-hmm. know what you're unwrapping. <laughs> yes, you. yes. And, and that's another reason why I say do not overshare. Um, mm-hmm. That unfortunately there are people that have mental health issues and sometimes a relationship may not be going the way that they envisioned it or see it and that can be a very traumatic thing for them and they can react in different ways so by Judging what you need to say and the information that you give in the beginning and the boundaries that you set um, can be a a very safe thing for you and a very um, important thing for you to do. Uh, Case in point, when I was dating after I had my first son, um, nobody, when I was dating, they did not know where I stayed. I would not take them to my house. I always sent them out. I was always safe because I let somebody know where I was going. Um, but as far as bringing them around my house and where my my son was, I didn't do that because I understood the, the gravity of having a bad relationship and exposing your child to that. So you, there there's things that we must do to keep ourselves safe when we date, when we start dating. Especially women. Yes, especially women. And unfortunately um, now, men as well, you know, we, we've all heard <laughs> the old adage where, you know, a girl keys cars or pops up over people's houses. Yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. It, things like that. And I always tell my queens that, you know, that that's very unbecoming behavior. Well, he told me this, and he told me that, and he let me think that I was the only one. And I tell them, well, did you have that discussion that you were exclusively dating? Right. And there's silence, and there's cricket. It's you cannot cricket. assume. You know, yeah. you, you, ha- you must have that discussion. You must make sure that both sides are equal in, in the committed relationship. And it, no matter what you think or what you hear... You know, that's that's something that needs to be said. Right. And, and on, on, on that is top one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, on top of that, no. I think um, some people are not fully healed from a previous relationship and they jump into another one. And then all that mm-hmm. pain and all that hurt comes in. Like, you know, I, I, that happened mm-hmm. to me. I'm like, you, you can't charge me for the last man's crimes. And, you know, you, right. you, you constantly on me. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, and you, you reliving because I might have done something. I said something that triggered or I might have mm-hmm. pulled over, pulled off a scab a little bit that you was trying to heal from that I didn't even know what I was doing. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, I, it was a problem. And here comes the, you know, popping up at the house. At the, I'm like, what is going on? Then here come the police. I'm like, oh, no. You, mommy, my mm-hmm. ex-wife, you got to go, you know. And um, mm-hmm. so I don't play them games. So I, I think that, you know, yeah. people need to 
if you really want a loving, healthy relationship, you need to be open up front um, with the new person, whether it's female or male, you know, say, hey, this is what's going on, you know, and uh, this happened to me. I'm still not really fully healed yet from that, you know. So you got to know what people's triggers are, you know. People are dealing with, you know, it's so funny, Dr. Part, right now, because when we talk about mental health issues and relationships, especially being quarantined, quarantine, um, COVID-19, the protesting going on, people are unstable mentally right now. Mm-hmm. Some people, you know, they're dealing with yeah. it. You're in a relationship with an un- unstable, unmentally stable person. You know, anything can trigger these people. Right. So it may be a problem for you. Right. And now... I always tell people to, um, it, it, it's difficult because you are in a time where people are home and they have free time, so to say. So that even though it is a little bit of a stress time, there's people that are out there preying on people that are lonely. So you must. Um, understand and and kind of navigate your way through um, online dating, um, people quote unquote dropping in your DM, and you have to kind of weed that out. Are they lonely? Are they looking for a solid relationship? Are they just um, looking for some way to scam you? There there's things that you have to do in order to kind of filter out those people as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, you mentioned DM, I got a client that she said, man, <laughs> you know, her DM mm-hmm. is going crazy. I said, well, you know, you, you know, you got on your tight workout clothes and you're posting the videos and the pictures, you know what I'm saying? What you expect, you know, these guys are going to reach out. They know you're single and you're quarantined, you're by yourself with a puppy, you know, of course they're going to, you know, do that. And she said, it's starting mm-hmm. to get annoying. I said, well, you know, just delete your DM. You know, just turn it off mm-hmm. and put a PS announcement out there, you know, whatever you got to do. But um, nobody, it's so funny because I, uh, back in the 80s when we was coming up, if I got your phone number, Dr. Park, that means I'm doing good if a girl give us a number now. But now men, mm-hmm. uh, even females, we don't need your phone number now. You know? Right. Right. We don't. You, it's like, oh, you I see you. Hop in the, the DM. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and relationships happen. I see marriages spark out of DM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like that. Like and, yeah. And what is funny is um, my fiance and I have known each other over 20 years. We used to <laughs> work together, but when we worked together um, back in. 2000, I'm telling my age, I'm old. Um, when we worked together back in 2000, I couldn't, I wouldn't say I couldn't stand him, but <laughs> I heard, I heard things about him like, don't talk to him, he's a jerk, he's a this, he's a that. And it came from like three different people. And none of the people were like, you know how at work they're, they kind of go to lunch or they talk or something like that. These were like three different people in three different, own, their own three different circles. So when I heard this information about him, I was like, hmm, well, maybe I don't want to deal with him. But 
um, years later, we ended up having a mutual friend, and I posted a picture of that friend on Facebook, and he inboxed me and was like, where do I know you from? I, I, and how do you know him? And I was like, well, I work with you. How do you know him? You know, so, but he wasn't trying to holler at me, so to say, or anything like that. He was just trying to figure out where he knew me from. So fast forward, we became friends on Facebook. Um, I had just gotten a divorce. He was still married. He ended up getting a divorce, but we still stayed in contact because he had children. You know, he would comment on my children's pictures and the vice versa. And then finally, one day, we were just discussing something, and we just started hanging out. We was in a, a, a same place and started hanging out, and we've been together ever since. So sometimes... <laughs> workplace romances can start mine happened 20 years later but it, it, we're you know we are engaged and we're going to get be married next year but it, it's just you know DMs can work <laughs> it's it, it just they can't work long term yeah, they, they can't work Yeah, it's, it's something interesting you just said you was like people say girl don't mess with him and then <laughs> you know mm-hmm. And uh, my mm-hmm. my fiance, she had the same messages coming to her. I don't know if these from guys was telling her, uh huh, mm. <laughs> bad news. Yeah. Don't mess with this guy. He's a womanizer. He this and he that. And come to find out, you know, uh, I I keep telling my girl at time. I'm one of these days. I'm going to send him a bottle of champagne, thanking him for introducing <laughs> us. Or, you know what I'm saying? Because I said, you know, you're a very bright woman. You made a great choice, great decision, and you list, you didn't listen to anybody. You took a chance on me, and then now the rest is, you know, the rest is history. But the same thing, people would say, you know, no, don't mess with this guy. He's this and that. And I realized that some, somebody could be a critic of yours, somebody who may not like you, and they, they may have liked him or like her. But they don't want you to have them, or they were denied by him or her, and you have an opportunity, and they they trying to you know go bad against you, and uh, I'm like man, so and so said that. I said well I know him anyway, so it's all good, but I don't deal with those folks. But it's so funny that yeah. you said that, like you know similar stories, similar stories, man, and you know first it's <laughs> just crazy. Um, yeah. But, you know, with with him, he was a salesperson. So he has that type of personality that, you know, let's get it done. Um, you know, what can we do to get this done? You know, he, he, he always is, quote, unquote, selling a conversation. You know, that yeah. type of persona. And a lot of people don't like salespeople because of that, the way that they talk and, you know, how assertive that they are. So that was the thing I think made him, quote unquote, you know, a jerk or this, that, and the other. But for me, I've always been, you know, in in psychology and I am a business person myself. So I'm looking at it like, oh, he's a salesperson. That's why he's like that. You know, because yeah. I understood. So yeah. it takes, you know, you have to take what people say with a grain of salt and make up their own mind. Um, Always listen, though, uh, no matter what people say. Always listen, but um, 
I always say hear, but don't listen. Right. You know, meaning that you should always hear what a person says, but um, take it at face value on what you want to believe. Yeah. You know, I think um, when you're a salesperson, it carries over in your personal life. I mean, it's what you mm-hmm. do. You always, whether you in business or, or not, you know, or you're entrepreneur, you, you're going to sell a product. You're going to, and the product is you, you know? So right. if I'm looking to date somebody like you, of course, I'm going to sell myself. You know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. be like a, a sleazy salesman at your door every day with the, you know, here's my product, da, 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 da. But of course I'm going to sell myself. I'm not going to really prop myself on a pedestal like that. But salesmen have great sales strategies and they use the art of persuasion, body language, facial expressions, eye contact to make the sales. And they practice the ABC method. Always be closing. We're trying to close. (laughs) We're trying to find a wife. We're trying to find a husband. We're trying to close. So it's not just a you know, the physical part of people. I tell people all the time, like, yeah, you look great physically, but, you know, uh, mentally, uh, what comes out of your mouth orally can really, really break the sale, you know? Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that. Like, like you know about um, behaviors of the mind, behavior of the brain. People can look great, but, you know, as soon as they come around you, you already know just by the first few words coming out of their mouth that this person is not right. You right. know, so even even when you deal with potential clients, you know how or what strategies that you're going to use to best help this client um, when they come, when he or she comes to you for help or advice. You already know how to help them, you know, so mm-hmm. you're selling you know, and I, when people say that, oh, don't listen to me as a salesperson. Well, yeah, of course, I'm gonna be the best salesperson. <laughs> you know, and um, you just, just, just like when I got a friend who's a lawyer. You know, when he's home with his spouse, she always calls him lawyer. You're such a lawyer. You know, because he's always talking in lawyer terms. You know, and um, but he's using that. She's like, he said, I can't help that. You know, it's just what I do, but. Unfortunately, she feels that he always has to win the case. And that's mm-hmm. a problem for her because she's like, you're not always right. And even though you may seem or sound right, you could be wrong. And his problem is he don't know when to say, hey, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, I was wrong. You know, but he always got to go back and revisit the mental files. And pull up dates, and you know it's just crazy. I said, man, you need to you need to get that together, okay, boy. Um, yeah, so that's great, man. Congratulations on uh, and you. the engagement. You know, and one thing I say, if you are uh, a matchmaker and you can't find a husband, <laughs> you got a problem. You know what I'm saying? I know Bye. so many match- <laughs> I know so many matchmakers. Like, why? How are you able? to give so many advice topics and stuff to people and you yourself can't hold on or find a partner yourself I don't get that so something something is is definitely not right 
But anyway, you know, this is uh, your best lifestyle, the international podcast. Oh my God, I knew this this podcast, Doctor Parks, was going to be <laughs> be good. I knew it. So, Thank any you. final Thank thoughts? Thank you so much. Give um, give people final, final thoughts on um, COVID nineteen relationships, uh, the protests. You know, anything that you want to say that's on your mind, I mean, we have time, but I'm not going to take too much of your time. But anything that you want to say that's going to help the culture, help the communities around the world who's struggling right now from a professional and a personal point of view, anything that you want to say. And then after that, tell everybody how or where they can find you. Yes. Um, As far as COVID, guys, uh, please be safe. Be smart. Um, wear your mask. Um, people think that wearing masks protects them, but actually it's, um, it, it's not really for protecting you. It's protecting others. In case you are asymptomatic, uh, please don't spread it. You know, um, it's, it's unfortunate if you do catch it, but there's so many people that are asymptomatic and are spreading it and they're not wearing masks and especially during the protesting with all the shouting and the you know the the air not circulating and being in close quarters please wear masks um as far as um protesting this has been a a hard time for everybody especially with you know the covid and being on quarantine and everybody being pent up um please be safe with protesting um I, I understand your rage. I, I, am, um, I am there with you. Um, try to make the world a better place. Vote. That's the first thing I can say. You know, you feel like that your vote doesn't count. It really does. Please go out and vote. Please vote. Change, change, change the government. Um, that is one thing that needs to be done. Relationships. Um, love one another. You know, just love one another. Understand that everybody is raised different than you. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're all human. So try to understand another person's plight. Um, try to understand where another person is coming from. Nobody is above one another. Everybody is equal. So try to learn from one another. And um, just just. Go and find love. You know, learn love in all forms and fashions. So, you can find me on all social media. Uh, Let's learn love. I do periodic podcasts. Well, I, I did just start my podcast. Uh, um, that I, I I'm trying to get all, all the information I can as far as you know, love and relationships and dating and intimacy. So follow me on all social media. Let's learn love. And if you have a question, please feel free to contact me. I will get back to you at my earliest convenience.
This episode of the Your Best Lifestyle podcast is sponsored today by the website, the Coronavirus Testing website. A website that was created to help share information about getting tested for the coronavirus. You'll find that for every state regarding coronavirus testing, including drive-through testing sites, what testing involves, what the process is to qualify for testing, and more. No matter where you live in the U.S., hospitals do not offer on-demand testing. Very unfortunate. In other words, you cannot simply just show up to the hospital or testing sites to get tested. Visit them today at www.coronavirus.com for more information that can possibly save your time, money, and even your life. That's www.coronavirustesting.com. Don't delay.